Good evening, everybody. So glad you've joined us on this evening, and we're grateful that you're there. I'm fully aware of the fact that you could be watching something else somewhere else, but you're right here on Christian Television Network, East Tennessee, WVLR, and I know they appreciate it, and I appreciate it. Stay with us for the next half hour. We're going to go to the pulpit of the Freedom Tabernacle in Atkins, Virginia, for a message that was preached, sent by the Lord back in November of 2020. As a matter of fact, it was the Sunday right after the presidential election. And God moved, people responded. I'm thankful for the way we have all responded over these past few months. Listen, God's people, our victory is in the Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 is plain about that. Thanks be unto God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. It's really not about Biden and Trump. It is all about our God and precious lost souls who are one heartbeat from the flames of an eternal hell and the only hope for them is the gospel that saved us. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Then what did the Lord tell us as his followers? Go ye therefore into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Listen to the Apostle Paul, the Spirit moving him, Romans 1.16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth to the Jew first and also to the Greek. These last few months we've been candidly, honestly discussing things here on the Focus of Freedom. While we as God's people sadly, tragically, unfortunately have been doing our thing our way, mark her down, the devil's been doing his thing his way and he has captured so many seats of political power from, for his own, his own followers. See, if you haven't been regenerated and born again, then you are of the family of Adam and the God of this world is the devil. And Jesus told those religious people, you are of your father the devil and the lust of your father you'll do. Not only have they captured powerful political seats, strategic areas of society, just like entertainment, uh, the uh, television shows, movies, uh, all of these media things, things, uh, sports celebrities, politicians now are not like a representative republic representing their, that they should be representing their constituency. They themselves have become celebrity-like national powers. And I could go on and on. The news media, look at what we're saying. The devil has been successful in trying to change America in a bad way because all nations that forget God in Psalms chapter 9, will be turned into hell. Righteousness exalteth the nation. Sin is a reproach to any people. So it's obvious to me then that the light has lost some brilliance in the house of God and the salt has lost its savor. So brothers and sisters, we're the salt and the light. We need to repent. We need to get humble. We need to take some responsibility for the things that have happened. And then through accountability, Trust God. I'm telling you, God's able. God's not out of business. Don't trust nobody but God to bring a revival. And revival's coming through humility, humility, 
and in unity, sincere spiritual praying, seeking God's face, turning from our wicked ways, that will get our God's attention. He said, I'll hear it from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Could this be God's last call to America these next few months? We're going to have to get on our knees, brothers and sisters, and believe God. And yet remember that we're not defeated at all. And we don't have to be intimidated by the voices that would try to silence us. Yes, and by and large, they've got the name of Jesus out of our schools. They've, they've, they've taken a lot of strategic ground, absolutely. But yet still, the Bible says, 1 John 4, 4, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Remember Jonathan and his armor bearer when Jonathan said, let's go up to that Philistine garrison and, uh, and take it. And the little armor bearer said, how are we going to do that? But whatever you want to do, I'm with you. And Jonathan said, God's able to save by the many or by the few. And being outnumbered tremendously and even as ungodly and crazy as his daddy Saul was, God blessed that act of faith from that young man, Jonathan. And then here came the earthquake and the whole thing, you know, got turned around because God intervened. We can still have the intervention of God. The gates of hell is not going to prevail against the church. So as we go to the pulpit of the church uh, here today, um, uh, you're going to hear, I'm just going to pick up an old guitar and, and play an old song called I'm a Winner Either Way. Don't forget that. And just before we go to that live service, if you're battling grief or you're having some struggles, we've got a brand new book that we've released called Grace for Grief. And you can order it through uh, Freedom Tabernacle Ministries, 442 Freedom Tabernacle Lane, Atkins, Virginia. If you don't have any money, that's fine. We'll send you a copy. Just ask for Grace for Grief. You got a picture of that book there on the screen. And if you can give a small donation, five or ten dollars or whatever, uh, that would help defray the cost and things like that. But we're just here to try to be a help to the people of God and a help to everyone. And I believe, fellow pastors, preachers, brothers and sisters in the faith, let us earnestly seek the face of God. Let us turn from our wicked ways. Let us honestly uh, uh, seek the face of our God and know that yes, revival's not an impossibility. I think it's still probable if we would do what we're supposed to do as God's people and believe him and trust him. Uh, but God is holy. And I don't think just like the example of Jeremiah and God's people being taken over by the enemy, could this be God's last call for America? I think we need to seriously and soberly consider that. Uh, Ask ourselves from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, for example, examine ourselves. Psalms 51, search me, try me, O God, see if there be any wicked thing in me. And by all means, brothers and sisters, let's stop the stone throwing at one another. Let's eliminate the pride. Let's embrace humility. Let us seek unity as Christ prayed that we would be one because I think I'm telling you the absolute truth. And here it is. The only hope for America is a vibrant, 
visionary, victorious church, God's people, going into the highways and hedges and telling this world that Christ is their hope. Could this be the last call for America from God? It could be, but let us pray and then put legs on our prayers that it's not because God is able. Let us believe God. Now to the pulpit of the Freedom Tabernacle for the singing and the preaching of God's holy, eternal, infallible Word. A loved one knew he'd reached the end of life's journey. But he had been holding to God's hand a long, long time. And as I knelt beside his bed, my heart was thrilled at what he said. If I go or if I stay, victory is mine. Listen, cause I'm a winner either way. If I go or if I stay, for I'll still have my Jesus each passing day. I'll have my healing here below or life forever if I go. Oh, praise the Lord. I'm a winner either way. <laughs> None of us really know about tomorrow. We must prepare to go to heaven any day but while we're here let's trust the Lord he'll lead us safe to heaven's reward and by his grace we are winners either way listen by his grace we're winners That's right, ain't it? Well, glory be to God. Well, we're in Genesis chapter 6. Look at verse 3, and we are going to take our time now as we look just purely and simply into the Word of Almighty God for a few minutes. You there at home, I hope you've got your Bible with you. Uh, wherever you are, and I hope that you're following along as well. And the Lord said, the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be 120 years. I don't care how long we live down here, it's just brief. And God's in charge. He may not be in control of every little thing because of the human will and the curse of sin right now, but he'll take back control as quick as we're dead in any eternity. And when this old planet is a smoldering cinder plummeting aimlessly through the endless regions of God's universe, he'll certainly be in ultimate and eternal control. 
but right now he's still in charge, I promise you. And he said here, my spirit shall not always strive with man. Now, 1 Samuel, take off to the right. Go with me over to 1 Samuel, chapter 16. And before we read verse 14 of Samuel 16, hurry up now, get over there. We've got to get on through these verses because God's got something special to say to me today and I want to hear it. Back in 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 13, Samuel said to Saul, Samuel came to Saul, and Saul said unto him, Blessed be thou of the Lord, I have performed the commandments of the Lord. Now look at that arrogance of old Saul in verse 13. I have performed the commandments of the Lord. And Samuel said, Well, what's this bleeding of sheep and lowing of oxen that I hear? Verse 16, Samuel said to Saul, Stay, and I will tell thee what the Lord has said to me this night. And he said unto, unto the man of God, Say on. And Samuel said, When you were little in your own sight, you were made the head of all the tribes of Israel, and the Lord anointed you king over Israel. But now the Lord says in verse 22, Hath the Lord as has great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices, as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. We can bring all the sacrifices we want to. We can have all of our scholarship, all of our standards. We can throw our shoulders back and declare ourselves to be better than everybody else, but God's not interested in phony sacrifices and selfish offerings. For to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. Verse 23, For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness as iniquity and idolatry. Are you looking at that in your Bibles this morning? Did you see what he said? Rebellion. When, I, when God tells me to pray and I don't pray, I'm rebelling. When God tells me to love and I don't love, I'm rebelling. When God tells me to honor him and study his word and I don't, I'm in rebellion. And what is rebellion like? Look at it. Witchcraft. And then we want to say how good we are. Stubbornness is iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he also hath rejected thee. Look at that in your Bibles. Now chapter 16, verse 14. We had to just look at those other verses but the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. If we get stiff-necked and stubborn and if we're rebellious against God, we have no right whatsoever at any time to be proud. But God knows in the very moment that we have no right to be proud, a lot of times that's the very time that we're manifesting that pride. Now we go to the great Psalms that we were reading last week, as a matter of fact. Psalms chapter 9. Turn with me over there. Here we go. Psalms chapter 9, verse 16 and 17. I'll read verse 16 as well. You've got it open there in your Bible. The Lord is known by the judgment which he executeth. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. Hageon, Selah. I'm going to say this because God's telling me to say it. 
when the singers were singing their uh, interlude there of oh, 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 there's a lot of people say, listen, Dad, I hate that. Do you understand that's part of the Hebrew music? Do you understand that is written down in Hebrew music as a pause? That's what when you see these two words together in your Bible, did you know that? So if you were just thinking in your mind, I don't like that. Well, it's not what you like, my dear friend. It's what God says, and you better get that down in your life. Ignorance. And yet we say, think we know everything when we know very little. Ignorance and arrogance were the things that destroyed Israel in the days of Isaiah and Jeremiah. So these two words come together to say, pause, wait a little bit. God said, I want to emphasize something and I want you to reflect on it and I want you to meditate upon it. The wicked will be turned into hell and all nations that forget God. That word all is inclusive. It does not leave the United States of America out. Bible students of prophecy know. You can search Daniel, Revelation, all of it. It's very difficult to find the United States of America. Look at Ezekiel 36, 37, 38, 39. You can see all kinds of nations of the world, but where is America? I'm here to tell you, friend, God doesn't necessarily need America. He's, he's used us. He's blessed us, but he doesn't necessarily need us. There's a lot of nations on this planet that God Almighty can raise up. There are Christian people right now under threat of death going to the house of God. There are people, are some of even our missionaries, that have been suffering in the last two years with hyperinflation, uh, just like the loves. They had to go to South Africa to get groceries, then had to come back through roving bands of, of thieves and all the rest of it. Gas went to like, what, $10, $20 a gallon. Groceries could not be bought in Zimbabwe. And here we are running around in our $80,000 pickup Silverados. Hey! And going to our little conferences and playing big-time Hollywood Christians, pointing our fingers at one another. Maybe if we got a little hungry, maybe if groceries wasn't on the shelf in America... Just like it was in Zimbabwe, we wouldn't be so proud like we are. I wouldn't be looking at your faults if I had to pray for breakfast in the morning. There's a holy God looking down on us. You'd better fear God, and I'd better fear God. For what did he say? All nations that forget him will be turned into utter chaos and misery. That's the word Sheol in the, in the Hebrew, translates the grave. Yes, there's an eternal burning hell, but there's some troubles and trials that sin will belch out right here and right now. And the God of this world, the devil, will see to it. Chapter 51, Psalms 51, verse 11. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Look at Proverbs. Did you hear that? Look at that on the wall. God, cast me not away. Don't take your Holy Spirit from me. But I don't believe. That's the word of God. People say, well, God can't do that. God can do what God wants to do. Be 
still and know that I am God. He's God, I'm not. And neither are you, whosoever you may be. Proverbs 14, we read it last week as we were leaving the house of God. I could quote it, but I want you to see it. Proverbs 14. Righteousness exalteth a nation. Righteousness is in, uh, Christ, the righteousness of Christ is imputed to the, the believer when the believer has faith in his grace. But then seeking holiness and living right the way we're supposed to and fighting the good fight of faith and succumbing in obedience to what God Almighty says in his word is what the Bible teaches in James 5, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous person. A righteous person is somebody who lives like a righteous person. <laughs> Boy, that's deep, ain't it? <laughs> you get right because you're made right, and then you do right because you are right, because you love the Lord. Look on over at Proverbs 29. Proverbs 29, verses 1 and 2. He that being often reproved, Hardeneth his neck shall suddenly be destroyed. And that, everybody say out loud, I got it highlighted there, without remedy. Say that loud, without remedy. Let me hear you all read it. One more time real loud. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. Now let's throw it in reverse and go back to the left, back to 2 Chronicles 36. 2 Chronicles chapter 36. Josiah was the last godly king of Israel and Judah. They didn't have many righteous kings. Most of them were unrighteous. But now Josiah's sons failed to follow God and they serve Baal and turn against, Baal, turn against God. And so the people then in verse 16 of chapter 36, look at it in 2 Chronicles, 2 Chronicles 36, 16. But they mocked the messengers of God and despised his words and misused his prophets. We're beginning to see that in America. For if you're not progressive, if you're not following all the political correctness, then you're filled with hate. And you're not welcome at the table. We're not going to be tolerated, all of that stuff that we don't believe in. We'll let you in our, our friendship if you're just like we want you to be. <laughs> well, I'm glad Jesus doesn't teach that way. That stuff comes from the God of this world, the devil, not from the God of this Bible. Until the wrath of the Lord arose against, watch this, his people. His people. Till there was what? Say it out loud again. Read it. No more remedy. What a place. What a sad place to be in. Turn your Bibles with me to Isaiah chapter 1. Isaiah chapter 1. We're not going to make a lot of commentary. We're just going to read through these verses. But get your Bibles out and look at these verses. Verse 3, the ox knoweth his owner and the ass his master's crib, but Israel doth not know my people, doth not consider. Wake up, God's people. That's all I can say this morning. Ah, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity. 
They have provoked the Holy One of Israel to anger. They are all gone away backward. The head is sick and the whole heart faint. Verse 5. Strangers devour your land. Verse 7 in your presence. But verse 9 talks about a very small remnant. And if it wasn't for the remnant, we would have already been like Sodom and Gomorrah. But watch this, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, on live streaming here this morning. In the northern kingdom of Israel, they had hardened their hearts. They would stiffened their necks against God. They would become stubborn and not hearing the word of God. Even in chapter 20, I believe it is, Isaiah walked around naked trying to get their attention. And they still laughed at him and mocked the man of God. Because there's nothing in my hand. There's nothing that we can do, Eddie. There's not one thing. We need God. Who do we think we are? I have no power in my hand, but he has all power in his hand. And if you're saved, you're in his hand. It's time we just surrendered and succumbed and submitted to God and not we ourselves. So God said, I've had it with your burnt offerings of rams and fat of fed beast in verse 11. Your vain oblations. Incense is an abomination to me. Even your solemn meetings, all of your rules, regulations, that's what he's saying, and new moons and appointed feasts, my soul hateth. They are a trouble unto me. I'm weary to bear them. When you spread forth your hands, I'll hide mine eyes from you because your hands are full of blood. There have been preachers this week like crazy telling everybody who, how to vote, where to vote, who to vote for, and all the rest of it. I was watching some of them the other day and my God in heaven come to me and told me, he said, you know how some of them are living. You know how some of them despise other preachers. They talk about other preachers. They criticize other preachers. They won't even have anything to do with other preachers. And then they get on there trying to tell everybody how to live their lives. God says, I'm sick of it. You're not fooling me. You may, have, you may be impressing some of the people. But you sure ain't impressing me. You're not hot. You're not cold. You're lukewarm. I'll spew you right out of my mouth. That's the Laodicean church in Revelation 3. If you think this is popular preaching, you got another thing coming. Ain't a lot of people ain't going to like what God Almighty is fixing to say here this morning. But it's a God's truth. You think you're the dearest thing to God? We're making him sick. He said, you lift your hands and you praise me and you preach like a freight train. But I know your heart. I know you're tail-bearing. I know you're gossiping. I know you're lying. I know your hatred. I don't like it, people. I'm not going to sing out there. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to. You ain't going to do nothing. You're full of hate. And you're not saved according to that book. I have the privilege of pastoring and being the director of Freedom Tabernacle Baptist Church and Freedom Tabernacle Ministries in Atkins, Virginia. And we are going to get to know one another a lot better through the weeks and months to come. It's my prayer. But right now, you can join us on our Facebook page, Freedom Tabernacle Ministries Atkins, Virginia, or our YouTube channel, Focus of Freedom Atkins, Virginia, our website, ftministries.org, or you can download our app, the Freedom Tabernacle app. Download it for free from any app store, and we can stay in contact that way. 
as we labor together with our Lord for His glory and for the advancement of His glorious gospel of grace. 